10 years ago, I didn't believe in the internet. And yet I'm downloading a chili recipe as we speak. Welcome to the fifth episode of Chaos Radio International, the English language podcast of the Chaos Computer Club. This time we are having an interview with the founder of Phone, Martin Masowski. And I am your host, Tim Pritlove. This is Chaos Radio International. It's an irregularly produced English language podcast derived from the German Chaos Radio Express podcast. So we're doing this only when uh, we have international guests. Um, Chaos Radio is the radio channel of the Chaos Computer Club or CCC. CCC is based in Germany and uh, other European areas including Austria, Switzerland and the Netherlands. Um, you might want to check out www.ccc.de for general information about the club or events.ccc.de, which provides a multi-language blog on our conference activities like our Chaos Communication Congress at the end of each year in Berlin. Uh, the Congress itself is a four-day conference on technology, society and utopia with a very strong focus on hacking and other great things and I can only recommend that you check this out. So coming up is the interview with um, Martin Basowski, which is the founder of Phone, a new global Wi-Fi sharing project. The interview provides a number of details of uh, on what Phone is all about, the relationship of Phone to the open source scene and how they try to break up the currently existing monopolies on roaming mobile internet access. So this is going to be very interesting. Here we go. Okay, I'm sitting here with uh, Martin Wasowski. He is uh, the founder of three ISPs, as far as I know, and also the founder of Phone, which is a new um, company that is going to the market right now. Uh, hello, Martin. Hello, everyone. Um, can you tell me a bit about um, Phone, the project Phone? What is Phone exactly? Well, Phone is a software download that turns your router into a member of a global family of routers who share Wi-Fi. So on your on your homepage you say that phone is a, a nation of of people who share their broadband in exchange for having access to other broadband access points and you sort of want to become the largest hotspot network in the world. Uh is this a realistic approach? Well like uh, I had the idea of phone in in September 
and um, we launched the software in November, and we had 3,000 Foneros in the beginning of this month. And then we signed up with Google and Skype, who became our partners, and we appeared in around 20,000 blogs around the world and 220 newspapers, and that was, of course, a tremendous way of telling the phone story. And we were expecting another 3,000 Foneros, so that would have put us at 6,000, and the largest hotspot network in the world has 25,000 hotspots. But we got... As of today, we're at 17,500 registered Foneros, which puts us very near our target of 25,000, at least the target we told our investors at Skype and Google that we would meet by December. So in only two weeks, we got 13,000. And of course, we have to turn the registered Foneros into active Foneros, which we estimate will take another 90 days. Uh, but it's incredible. It's phenomenal. We and now I have no doubt we will be the largest hotspot network in the world. And before December, okay. If we're talking about registered users, what what are we actually talking about? Are we talking about people who are actually sharing their Wi-Fi connection already, or is it just like people that have signed up to the network? Can you also explain what I have to do in order to make use of your service? Yes, it's a very, very good question. I mean, people first, the first, th first thing they have to do is register, provide their address and their information, and then they have to choose two methods to become Foneros. If they already have the Linksys routers that we use, then they download the software I ch they, into their laptops they ch or their desktops, they connect their routers, and they change the firmware, and they become Foneros that way. If not, we've been subsidizing the Linksys routers, so we buy them for 45, 50 euros and we sell them for 25. And we're losing money on that, but we're doing this in order to build communities. And then you just go to phone.com and buy the router and, uh, and it's plug and play. So um, you, you were talking about Funeros. Funero is your name for your user base. Um, and this user base is well, there are three types of Foneros. Can you explain that concept a bit? Yes. Well, the world, that's kind of the world according to Fon. And the world according to Fon considers that there's three kinds of people in the world. Two types are builders and ones are users. So the builders we call Foneros and the users we call aliens. Aliens are people who really don't care how things are built. They just want to use them. And that's the majority of the people in the world. Now, the builders come in two types, the Linuses and the Bills. Obviously, Linus from Linus Torvald and Bill from Bill Gates. And, um, and we, at Fon, we, have, we think that Bill Gates is a hero and that Linus Torvald is a hero. Um, we, we think the world needs both. The world needs the greedy kind that want to do it for the money and the altruistic kind that want to do it for the sharing. And uh, so at Fon you can choose. You can be a Bill, in which case you will make money with Fon, or you can be a Linus, in which case you will get free roaming. So if, um, if well, if, if I'm just a Linus and sharing my, my, um, my ISP connection, um, well, I don't really have to be a phone subscriber to do that. What, what is the end of uh, becoming a phone 
liners in order to open up my own network. Yeah, no, you're right. You could leave your Wi-Fi open and then you don't need to be part of phone. And we welcome that, by the way. We love when people share Wi-Fi in any way they can. But we think we offer a better way to share Wi-Fi because when you share with phone, then everybody else who's with phone shares with you. And so when you go to Frankfurt or Munich or Madrid, where I'm from, or you go to New York, other foneros share with you. You know where they are. We were here at the offices of Places, and we uh, Places is going to show in their maps where where we are. And so it's it's a community of people who share Wi-Fi. But if you just want to share Wi-Fi and not be part of any community, you know that's fine too. And if you want to tell us where you are, and we'll put you in our maps, and you know that's that's fine with us. But We think phone offers also a secure way of, of sharing Wi-Fi. And we also think there's many other incentives. For example, if you're a blogger with phone, you'll be able in 90 days to show uh, a sign-up page to all your neighborhood, let's say, that says uh, who you are and you're a blogger and maybe the homepage of the, when people get your Wi-Fi, the homepage will be your blog. And, and also there's a social element to phone, like you can thank the people who share Wi-Fi with you and they can uh, say, okay, next time when I'm in Paris, I'll use your Wi-Fi. And so there's a whole social blogging element to phone. It's like a neighborhood announcement bulletin board where neighbors uh, tell each other. And lastly, the phone hotspots will soon mesh. So they will auto-detect each other. And so the IP tables will route uh, communications with your neighbors over Wi-Fi and not over the Internet. So you can have a private communication with your neighbors that it doesn't go over the Internet. You can have it at very high speeds because the Wi-Fi speeds are very high speeds. And you want your neighbors to be foneros because you want to communicate with them, but maybe also because you want to walk all the way to the bus stop and have Wi-Fi everywhere. So you go out and convince your neighbors to join too. We're talking about uh, mesh networking or we're talking about OLSR networking here or what kind of technology is the basis of your mesh networking technique? Well, right now, um, well, first of all, let me say, I'm sorry to apologize to the audience here, but I, I ain't no programmer, okay? And, uh, and, and I will tell you what I do, which is I spec things. I, I basically go to people who know, which I don't, And I asked them, can this be done? So I, I dream about things, but I don't really do them. Now, what is my dream? My dream is that um, phone hotspots will detect each other and they will alert you uh, that there's a, another phone error in your neighborhood. You, my, I want all this to happen through a, a website. I really dislike, uh, being not a techie user myself, I really dislike the way the router industry has developed in which you have to uh, in, input numerical URLs and, and connect your router to your laptop to in order to program them. And I think that accounts for many of the open Wi-Fi networks we see now. It's just people don't know how to put their username and password, never mind all the other features. So I want uh, Foneros to appear in maps, to self-detect, And so then I want the routing, from what I understand, the routing to take place in such a way that if you have a nearby Fonero, that the, the communications with this Fonero go through the Wi-Fi LAN that is established, like a LAN, and, and not through the Internet. 
I think that's faster, and I think the ISPs would like that because it alleviates traffic from them and people pay anyway. Okay, before we get more into uh, technical issues, um, I also like to focus on the second type of Fonero, the bills, which means I can make money off providing that service. Uh, what is this about and how does it work? Well, the, like, uh, let's say you have a Wi-Fi connection and you, you, know, you need money, okay, or you like to make it, or you're a bar owner, or you're a student that doesn't have a lot of money and you, you just want to... So, phone is free to Fonero, so obviously if you're a Fonero, it's free. But if you're not a Fonero, if you're an alien, phone is very affordable. It costs two euros for 24 hours to have access to any, any hotspot in our network. So, and by the way, we're not charging now. So this is when we start charging. And so two euros for 24 hours, let's say that phone is either free or affordable. Um, so, but we will give you one euro for every person who connects with you and will keep one euro. So it's a, we'll promote the network and you know promote you and promote you in our maps and tell people they should go and connect through you, and we will send you customers. And and the price is a fixed price, or can I determine the price for my uh, hotspot no. myself? It's a fixed price. We don't want people to rip people off. <laughs> and how does the money travel back to the bills? Well, we're we're adopting uh, the system of our investors at Google. You know, Google um, has a great system with AdSense, you know, where they pay bloggers for the ads or people for their ads. And we're basically copying this system to pay bills. We're also, by the way, going to allow ads. So people who want to use their sign-up pages in their neighbor to post neighborhood ads can also make money through Google, not through us. But... Is, is there any kind of quality of service I have to provide in order to be a bill? Well, the, the, um, the, um, we're trying to be very inclusive, but of course if you have dial-up or things like that, you cannot be a Fonero. Um, I recommend that people and, and people who listen to you, who are, I understand more techie, really study the DDWRT and OpenWRT firmware that we use, which we call Phone Basic and Phone Advance because the features are unbelievable also in terms of quality of service and, and what, what people can do and control uh, is remarkable. I mean, you, if, let's say you want to share, but you're concerned that some people are going to suck up all your bandwidth or your neighbor is a BitTorrent lover or things like that. Uh, with phone, you can, you can block, the, block you know, that type of traffic or you can reduce it and only give it a certain amount of bandwidth or... You can protect yourself from abuse. You know, you like to share, but you don't want to be abused, and phone protects you from that. So the phone software is basically a software for the uh, is a replacement firmware for the routers. As far as I understand, currently there are only Linksys uh, models supported, which are, of course, the most popular systems because they have been the first one to be equipped with Linux. And um, so the phone software is based on Open WRT system. Uh, what's your relationship to the OpenWRT um, project itself and the developers, and is there any kind of uh, funding or support from your side towards that community? Yes, it's not, uh, just to clarify, it's DDWRT and OpenWRT, both. We have, we have DDWRT and OpenWRT. We think these are two fantastic projects. OpenWRT seems to be a very collaborative project of a lot of people. 
and DDWRD seems to be almost uh, single-handed by Brainslayer. And um, we've, we, we have been, you know, we've been working with Brainslayer and, 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 you know, paying his consulting fees for him to develop a customized version of phone, which is what's now on our website. And I find uh, Brainslayer an amazing programmer and I've been with him in Dresden. I was there with him yesterday. And we, I also took Nicolas Negroponte to see him. And uh, we had a good meeting yesterday in Dresden. And we were there also with Christiane Zuzelm. And uh, so, so um, that's one, one side of one element of what we have, which is what we call the phone advanced. And the phone basic is a development of OpenWRT customized for us. We've been actually inviting any, anybody who listens to this podcast and wants to write to me at martin.phone.com, who's a programmer. And we're very interested in working with them. We've been hiring and, of course, paying programmers to help us. And um, anybody can use our developments too because they're open source. But uh, I think we've been doing, you know, we've hired four programmers in Spain and uh, we're hiring five more in the next uh, 10 days. We have, uh, and, and you know, we love these projects and we think that they, they are extremely good projects. We also, by the way, as of yesterday, work on Buffalo routers. So now we work on Buffalo and Linksys. We plan to add many more routers, and um, we're also talking to a lot of ISPs. Uh, some of them use Comtrend, and we're developing uh, firmware for Comtrend. And uh, and we just want to work with you know everybody who who has Wi-Fi. On a, on a technical side, um, so just to describe a bit to the listeners how this works. So when I whenever I d detect. Uh, a phone network. How do I sign up? What do I have to do? Well, right now uh, you use usernames and passwords to sign up, you know, and it's just pretty simple. Now, again, there, here's an invitation to listeners of this program. It's a different one. Um, right now it's pretty boring. You sign up and it says phone, username and password. And I hate it like that. I think I would like to invite developers to collaborate with us and to develop their own templates. So for example, on Ajax or on anything or on, on social software, anything they want to use, and we will put them on our website so people can s develop their own sign-up screens, you know, and they look to look much better than ours, which is pretty bad, as I was saying. And so now, right now you put your username and password, but, but, it, but it's boring. Hopefully with the help of your listeners and some other people in the community, we will have cool-looking sign-up pages that will look much better than now. Okay, apart from looking cool, what about, well, there are quite a ton of um, questions regarding author, uh, authentication, uh, security in general. Your webpage talks about on-demand encryption services. What does that mean? Well, frankly, I don't, I don't recall seeing that on my webpage, but I, I uh, think I know what it means. Um, Ejovi Nuere, who's our lead phone in America, is a, a very well-known hacker there who also wrote the book Hacker Cracker and is this uh, very young kid from, from Brooklyn who, who got out of... Uh, you know, a, a very marginal neighborhood there through hacking and, um, well, he's a security expert now 
And, uh, and I think it refers to a product that he's developed that if somebody really wants privacy on, on their Wi-Fi, they can do some VPN tunneling and encrypted tunneling and, and get secure Wi-Fi signal. Uh, but Ejovi is at ejovi at phone.com and I think people should just write to him and ask him. Okay, uh, regarding the phone infrastructure in general, currently you're building up on the existing wireless LAN that's basically privately owned, I would say. Um, do you see, beyond wireless LAN, do you see any other technologies that are going to play a role in the phone system? Well, the, the, the obvious one is WiMAX, right? People are talking a lot about WiMAX. And I think that eventually, if WiMAX really happens, I, I think that we, we would be a natural add-on to any WiMAX uh, technology that is deployed, also because at the beginning it will have very spotty coverage. Um, but I'm concerned about WiMAX because I see that the key here is the gadgets, the devices, and I see Wi-Fi there's a, a, an epidemic of, of Wi-Fi. It's like digital cameras with Wi-Fi now coming up, PDAs with Wi-Fi, Sony PSPs with Wi-Fi, nine million of those sold, Nintendo DS with Wi-Fi. I'm sure the Apple iPod will soon come with Wi-Fi. And so people invest billions of euros in all these gadgets and throw them away because somebody comes up with WiMAX. So um, I really think we have Wi-Fi for a while and we want to stick to Wi-Fi and promote it. And do you think you can get the direct support of Internet Service Provider? Because most of them are currently putting up their own closed uh, hotspot networks. What's the incentive for an ISP to probably join the phone system so that not only private people are providing that service, but the, the ISP itself? How's your relationship to ISP in general? Well, we have signed ISPs, okay, so it's uh, done. We have local net of Sweden, the, the second largest ISP in Sweden after Telia, and we're in conversations with around 30 ISPs around the world, all over Europe and America and so on. So what's the incentive? The incentive is to increase their ARPU and decrease their churn, which is what all ISPs want, higher ARPUs, higher revenues per customer, and lower churn meaning that people don't leave them. They like to be loved like even anyone else. Uh, and so uh, basically we tell them that phone increases ARPU and reduces churn. It increases ARPU because when aliens come by, we share money with them and they never thought they could get more money than maybe 30 euros a month out of each connection. So now we come about and we give them a new revenue source and they lower their churn because through them, you become member of a global community of people who share Wi-Fi, you get a lifetime membership the day you do this, and then you want to stick to them. I mean, in theory, of course, you could leave them, go to somebody else to get the same thing, but it just makes them look nicer. And um, so they do it for fidelity and, and money. Um, anything, any news from Germany? Because this is a very closed market. Is there anything uh, that you could announce or tell us about? Well, G Germany, we, we have 500 registered Foneros as of today, more or less, I think 490-something I saw this morning. And, but we only started operating yesterday. We have uh, Christiane Zuzalm, uh, who's the lead Fonera in Germany, where, and she comes from the TV world and very uh, surprising for many people on the internet that we have her, but she's really, an, um, I think, a fantastic entrepreneur. And um, 
she says her, it's not her fault that you know so many people wanted to play those games on TV that she got going. Uh, I I I think she's uh, a superb leader. We also have been teaming up with the people of Places. Um, we also, interestingly, almost every programmer we hire happens to be German, and I don't really understand why, but the best programmers we found are all German, so we, we already work with German programmers who have done most of the software we have, and, and, and so we're thinking of opening up here in Berlin because uh, it seems to be the most Fonero city to me from what I've seen in Germany without being from here. I went to Munich, it looked kind of too elegant to me. Uh, I don't know, Berlin seemed very Fonera. And, and so we were going to open up an office here, no, not only to promote fun, but probably to get a lot of good programmers because there seems to be an awful lot of uh, programmers around here. Yeah, well, Linux has always been very strong uh, in Germany. I think Germany uh, also accounts for like 30% Firefox users. Uh, 30% of like the users in Germany are using Firefox, just for instance. And Berlin especially has a very strong wireless uh, community because they are also building mesh networks because some parts of the city just lack a lot of infrastructure. So wireless was the only way to go. So I'm not really surprised by, by that, but it's good to uh, hear that you are approaching Berlin in that way. So um, there have been quite a buzz around the Google and, and Skype investment in, in phone recently. You already mentioned that. Can you um, explain to us what, what Google and Skype are, are interested in, 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 in phone and what, what your interest is uh, in this alliance and uh, what other alliances might be in store? Well, um, there's two ways of answering that question. One is to say that Larry, Sergey, and Megan, Chris, and all the people at Google love the internet and they want to see the internet everywhere. And that's why they invested with phone. And the other way is to be more cynical and to say that they just love to make a lot of money selling ads. And with phone, they can show many more ads because there's Wi-Fi everywhere and they show more ads. And, I, and the listeners can believe whatever the, of the two theories uh, they would like to believe in. I personally think the truth is, is closer to the fact that these guys love the internet and they love to see it everywhere. Uh, and in the process, by the way, they've made a lot of money, which is fine, but they really spend their lives on the net. Now the Skype guys, Janos and Niklas, are on my board and all of Skype. Um, they have another motive, which is they want to see Skype mobile. And to go mobile with Skype, you need phone and you need Wi-Fi networks. And we want to, by the way, roam with every Wi-Fi network, with the free networks of Berlin, with every Wi-Fi network. We want to roam with everybody. We just want to create a global urban uh, Wi-Fi signal. And Skype, you know, they, they're coming up very soon with a Skype uh, Wi-Fi phones and and also Skype on 3G, or there's 3G, there's already 3G Wi-Fi phones. Uh, and so uh, I just think that Skype wants to see Skype everywhere. Um, there was, was also quite some buzz about um, some ISPs in uh, the USA that sort of thinking about like charging Google for content delivery, sort of closing down the open networks. Um, it was I had the impression that the Google Skype investment sort of also tries to, um, yeah, make sure that 
the the network stay alive in that sense yeah that's an interesting point and frankly i don't know i can this what i can tell you it was not part of our conversations but i know the whole debate on net neutrality i am i am a builder of isps i built three isps and i'm and i'm in any case find it horrible that isps should try to uh filter content and and i think that's pretty disgusting by the way with phone you can filter content but yourself you make the choice you get your of, of course with with our software you can filter content but it's your choice the individual choice of one person another person like if you want to protect your connection from a neighbor that's down bit torrent all the time that's another story but uh, that the whole ISP would do that for everybody at the same time and would say if you don't pay us Yahoo you're going to be slower than Google I find that uh, pretty horrible and and it's true that with with phone they they uh, would have a, a harder time doing this because there there there's element of intervention at the Wi-Fi level that comes with phone uh, but having said all this, I, I didn't have a single conversation with any one of them about net neutrality. Okay, also in, in the talks is uh, a couple of projects, especially in the USA, but also in London, that was just like announced a couple of days ago, uh, building up free municipal uh, Wi-Fi networks. There was uh, The idea was uh, brought up in New Orleans first, I guess, in Chicago as well, and now London. Um, do you see any relationship to what you do? Could uh, phone help cities in order to set this up? And what's your point on, on, on politicians trying to prevent this from happening? Well, just to clarify, politicians want this to happen. It's telecom companies that don't want this to happen. And politicians want this to happen because they, they're more popular. You know, you gave free Wi-Fi, they vote you, they vote for you. So Well, there have been some Republicans in, uh, in the U.S. who said, well, no, it can't be free because, like, the commercial system has to be supported. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, not all politicians favor this. But it makes you popular to provide free Wi-Fi. I can see that. But we think that, um, well, we, f we welcome any Wi-Fi effort. So that's all great. Now, we think we have a better model for the cities, and we've made a presentation to some cities, and it's going very well, although I cannot say which cities uh, yet. But it's gone super well. And we think we have a better model because we think we have a model that makes for a public-private partnership that doesn't disrupt the telecom world. Because what happens if a city builds a Wi-Fi network for everybody to use? It destroys the telecom operators basically and that they give for free what the telecom operators charge for and they leave a lot of people out of their jobs and they and they stop investment and you could say well it doesn't matter because they invested they got the wi-fi going but i've been building isps for 15 years now and telecom and isp companies and i see technology changing all the time and i can see that building a wi-fi that a city getting into the business of building a wi-fi city could be sort of like a kind of like a soviet idea where you give good service now but then the service becomes bad and and then everybody wants it for free and everybody stands online and and so on so it's um i'm not in favor of that what what phone proposes to cities is that we um donate a lot of routers to these cities and we 
uh, only to be used in public places, like schools, libraries, hospitals, uh, firemen, police, uh, subway, I don't know, anything you can think about. And we, uh, so we, we proposing, for example, we go to a city, we donate 10,000 routers. And then you get Wi-Fi in all the public places, but only in the public places. And, and, and that that's, doesn't interfere with, with private enterprise, because of course they should be entitled to put free Wi-Fi in all the public places. But for the public places, we promote the phone model, which is that everybody puts their Wi-Fi routers by their windows. They already pay the ISP, so the ISP don't go bankrupt. And everybody gets it for free who's a donor. And those who are not a donor, they get it for two euros a day, which is pretty affordable. So our model is free for those who donate, affordable for those who don't. It doesn't disrupt the telecom players, and it doesn't cost the city any money. So the taxpayer money is spent on hospitals, education, and other things. Okay, thank you very much for the explanation. If somebody has more questions, where should he go to in order to find this information? Well, if it's generic questions, of course, they can go to phone.com and they can see our webpage in English and, and the blogs of phone and the forum of, of phone. If, if they want to know the history of how phone was built, they can go to my blog, martinvarsavsky.net, And uh, because my blog is the blog of an entrepreneur building a company. So anybody who's interested or dreams of building a company one day or likes to know our story can go to my blog. And again, if somebody is a programmer or somebody has a specific question, they can also write to me at martinatphone.com and I will send this to the programmers of, of phone or if I can answer myself, I'll be happy to answer the question. And we're hiring now both in Germany and in Spain. And, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm I prefer to deal directly with people who may be interested. Okay, thank you very much for sharing the information. Well, thank you. Thanks for having us. So, this concludes this interview. <clears throat> If you are interested in more Chaos Radio podcasts, check out our blog at events.ccc.de. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>